When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. favorite kind of podcast yeah because we just get to go at it because like i love having guests on and stuff yeah but also i just like talking to you oh thanks me too so this is great yeah but first off i want to say thank you to everybody who bought the hoot and a half merch i am not wearing it but mike is and for the people listening mike can you describe it's a super comfy gray crew neck sweater this is one of a few pieces that we launched we did a fun photo shoot um it was a lot of work to get the merch store up considering the circumstances but Thank you to everyone who purchased. We're going to be putting out more. Yes, we're going to be putting out a lot more merch with cooler, different designs. This one is just the first edition, simple and true. It has the Hoot and a Half logo, and that's what we wanted to give you guys for the first run. But there's going to be a lot more cooler designs and stuff, and I'm really excited to see that going. But thank you to everybody who did buy um, some Hoot merch. We sold out. Yeah. And uh, cheers to that. Yeah. L'chaim. L'chaim. When is Hanukkah? Uh, I don't know. I can. Check. You don't know. I don't. Mike doesn't know when Hanukkah is because it changes every year. It's not. It's not the same every year because it's on the Hebrew calendar. But does it change within a few days? Does it move over? It's. It's usually in December. Some point in December. Does it ever oh. end in January? The first night of Hanukkah is this week. <sighs> have you wow. bought a menorah? I have. Oh yeah. You have like two menorahs. I have like I'm stacked with menorahs. You my, have like my, a whole collection. My mom sends me one every year. A new menorah. Yeah. Is it like a, a cheap kind of like yeah. light up menorah? Uh, so I have the light up one, okay. which that one I'm just going to display in the window. They make really nice ones. I may buy a really nice one this year. Now, is a really nice menorah usually made out of gold, silver, Sometimes. glass? Yeah. There's it, also like artistic ones like your Christmas village. They're made out of like ceramic and they'll have like a scene on it. And it will be like a band playing in and made out of ceramic, and then you can light the menorah around it. A band, yeah. like a little miniature band, yeah, like a, like a marching band, a quartet, uh, like a klezmer band, which is a traditional Jewish music. They have a clarinet, a drummer. Say that again, klezmer, klezmer. Yeah, it's like traditional Jewish music. So there's a clarinet, there's a drummer, uh, and usually one or two more instruments, like a like a sax player or a trumpet. Um, it's great. That's it's adorable. Like, when you like think of like Jewish music, like that's that's kind of what it is. Uh, your new house is pretty sick, and I'm so happy you finally have now moved into a house. You were already living really close to us. You had a nice apartment, which you helped me find. Yes, I did. Quick backstory for for all the people. So just this is I'm gonna shower yeah. you with praise here for a second. I always wanted to move to L.A., and after a couple years of debating, I finally did it. But I moved here without a place to stay. 
I didn't have a house. I didn't have an apartment. I had nothing. But you said you can stay with me. I sleep on my couch until you find a place. Yes. While I was staying there, you drove me around for a full week to five or six different places, apartments, houses. And you were like, you don't want to live on this street. You do. Oh, Carly and Aaron used to live here. This is Zane's old place. So you kind of gave me the lay of the land. Uh-huh. And then the very last place we saw when I was like, if we if this place isn't it, I, I don't know what I'm going to do because it's about to be the first of the month and I need to sign a lease. But thankfully, in this place turned out to be great. I remember taking a photo of you in my room, and and I remember in my mind like, okay, Matt King for scale. So I knew like how big of a bed I can get, <laughs> and um, that was two years ago. And now I just moved into my first house by myself, and it's great because it's you were already really close with your apartment that you were in, but yes. now you're in the neighborhood, literally down the street. I'm on the hill. On the hill. I made it to the other side. And your house is so cool. You have a swimming pool in your front yard. Yep. You have a swing. Yes. You got levels. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you know the Seinfeld reference. I'm very stoked to have moved into this nice place. And I'm stoked for you. I'm Thanks. really happy for you. This is great. Have you ever encountered or experienced anything ghostly? Not really. No. But you believe that it's out there? Yes. Yes. Be- but I feel like every place I've lived has not been a place that's been haunted yeah no but like a lot of hollywood places are like i had some someone i know stayed at the roosevelt and everybody that i said oh my friend's staying at the roosevelt everybody was like oh that's the the haunted hotel that hotel in the cecil hotel the cecil hotel is one of the most haunted ones what does that mean that just some mysterious things have happened there like Like the murder of elisa lamb you are you familiar with this i think the movie dark water is based on this basically what happened i think this was Late 2000s, 2007, 2008, a young grad student, correct, I may be wrong on some of these details, a grad student who was living in Los Angeles at the time, I think she was like a chemistry grad student, Elisa Lamb, was seen on security camera footage, very late, late hours of the night or morning, um, seen in the elevator. Uh, making really weird hand movements, moving in and out of the elevator doorway, looking like she's talking to somebody, okay? Okay. And then next thing you know, she rides the elevator but leaves, goes missing. A few weeks later, and sorry if this is a little gross for the people listening, people started noticing that the water was tasting a little bit funny. And then they go and investigate and look in the water tank at the top of the hotel and her body was found dead. And the thing is, is people don't understand how this young girl could have gotten into the water tank by herself. And then closed because it there's, behind Yes, her. there's like a latch. And I think by the time you fall into the water tank, there's no way you could shut the latch. But the latch was closed. So that means that she was murdered and that person was never found. Or... Ooh. There there were reports that she had maybe some types of mental disorder. She was on medication, and she did this to herself. But the thing, it just doesn't add up that somebody would, like, put themselves in a scenario where they put themselves in a water and tank. And this is a, the Cecil Hotel? The Cecil Hotel in downtown LA. Have you ever been there? Uh, we wanted to one time. Carly was really interested about this murder. Okay. Like, me and her would talk about it a lot, a lot, a lot. And then one day we were out driving around. This was right when her... And Aaron had just moved out to L.A. And we thought it would be funny. Let's go to downtown L.A. and let's go to the Cecil Hotel. Okay. And Carly was kind of like, oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah, let's go for the ride. Let's do it. And then right when we got to the block of the hotel and we were pulling up to it and we were about to park, Carly had just this 
whole moment where she was just like, I cannot get out of this car. I do not want to go in there. I do not want to go. I wouldn't say she was having like a panic attack, but she was really, really uncomfortable about going into it. And I said, well, let's just go into the lobby. And she said, it was like, no, 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 no. So we all backed out. So you didn't go? No, were you but we were so close. We were right across the street in the parking lot. Like even paid the valet guy. I think we ended up walking to the last bookstore on earth, which is a really cool bookstore. Were you going to go film LA. or just check it out? Just check it out. Just to be in the and spot. she couldn't do it. She couldn't handle it. Poor Carly. It was really, really funny, the idea. And then we all sensed out how stressed out Carly was with it. So we didn't. But I think I could stay in anything haunted for sure. You could stay in a in the Cecil? Yes. I think the I would draw the line staying in a haunted, abandoned, insane asylum or a hospital. That's where I'd get a little spooked. Well, I like an abandoned building that's haunted and yeah. staying. No way. If something that's still active and in business and is haunted, sure. Interesting. I okay. don't want to go into too many details, but I used to spend a lot of time in this house in LA that was notorious for having a lot of big parties with a lot of old famous celebrities at night. And a big thing you would hear is like you could hear like dinner parties or like people talking downstairs very late at night. And that makes sense. I feel like spirits would want to hang around places where they had really great times. And so, like, late at night, whenever I would, like, get up to go pee or whatever, you would think, "Is are there people downstairs? Like, who's talking? But it was very, like, hushed, murmuring, chitter-chatter, and you could hear forks and knives maybe, like, scraping on uh, plates. I've been to a house before, too. It was an old Hollywood house in the hills, and they were trying to sell the house, and I was doing a tour of it, and the they said that one of the things that you would hear at night in the basement is the remnants of a party, yeah. which is very interesting that like a, two different houses in Hollywood would hear like the same. I bet a lot of places like old houses that were popular of social groups in the past. You can hear it. I watched this movie last night with Adam uh, called the impossible. Have you heard of it? The, the, the movie about the, the tsunami. tsunami. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we watched that. And then afterwards he told me that there's this phenomenon that happened in that country after and also in Japan after their tsunami where taxi drivers will pick up a passenger, drive them to their destination and then turn around to let them out. And there was no one in, in the cab. I've heard about this. And this is like a nationwide phenomenon. They now have college courses on it. And it's like this phenomenon of understanding why people are not only like seeing ghosts, but now actually like interacting with them and picking them up and dropping them off and then realizing that they're not really there and it's like a form of trauma i think and they i don't didn't really even know pay and they didn't even pay the meter <laughs> did they start the meter probably and they're like who's gonna pay for this <laughs> i just drove 20 miles that was a far trip and no one what <laughs> what that that would drive me crazy <laughs> But I don't think that could happen with an Uber. No. Because like an Uber... You have the app. A, a verified app. Yeah. So... That was my first thought. I was like, put a camera in the car and like, yeah, you know, have a sensor of some sort. But but I bet if the camera was in the car, it wouldn't capture the person. You know? I don't so know. So the yeah, person well, would no. be like, hey, how are you doing today? Right. And that there would be, be no so one there. Can you imagine that? be so spooky where you check the video camera and go, no, no, watch. Look, look. Can you imagine if I went to go and turn off these cameras and then look back at the footage and you just weren't here? Like, <gasps> that's you, what it's like. Okay. Now, if that happened to you, would you 
Dude, if, would you? Dude. <laughs> would your first process be like, okay, I gotta tell someone? So you uh, yeah, would I tell, would go out to Todd and Natalie them. and say, "Is Matt in this house?" Now, what would you do with the footage? Would you would you I post would, it, or because that would make you look like a crazy person? If I went and looked at these cameras' footage, and I'm just sitting here talking to myself, <laughs> I I I don't know what I would do. I would definitely go out to there, and then I feel like if I went out into the living room, Todd and Natalie wouldn't be there, and I would probably my I would just snap. Like whatever is working in my brain would be done. I would not know how to handle that. Would you go and see a doctor? I feel like I would have lost grip with reality so much that I couldn't trust anything that I did. So I'd probably just do nothing. No, you really would snap that fast. Matt, if you walked out of here to go to the bathroom and then you walk back in and I'm not here and you're like, oh, let me just see the footage real quick. And you take a look and there's you're just talking to yourself like you watch the footage of you having a conversation. So I'd be like, I can't believe this happened. I'd probably call Zane, Todd, or I'd call you. And I'd be like, look at what just happened. What if I didn't answer? Well, then I'd call up Sam. Or what if I, I wasn't in your phone? That's what it's like. You go to Mike Sheffer in your phone, and I'm just not there. Then I would pull up the hoot and a half app and look at all the old episodes. Okay, so you have a process. So I, yes, I would have a process. I would have to try to find where the glitch is in the universe so you that's have, like, you causing would, this disappearance. I sometimes like to fantasize about that. Like if I woke up and I was seven years old again. If I woke up and I was seven years old, I would be, Boom. I am I'm buying some Apple stock, <laughs> buying some Tesla stock, Amazon. Yeah. Um, maybe write some songs, yep. drop some Chance the Rapper bars. <laughs> I would just, you know, I don't know. I, I would just mix it up. The only thing that would devastate me though, if you could go back in time and you remembered everything that had happened, what would break my heart is like n- not knowing will we be friends. Right. Not knowing if I would still be in love with Patricia like those types of things are devastating and then how do you create this reality where then who knows I become this millionaire by the time I'm 16 years old right and but I still want to find and navigate my life to find you guys but we're again all different and you're like who the hell are you dude? yeah we're all different I'm just this multi-millionaire kid goes no Mike Sheffer we're, we used to be friends but I can't tell you that because I don't want to creep you out but like your perception of me would change completely because you'd be our a different relation, person our friendship is based off the past and what we've created together. So that, I think that would also drive you insane. I never know if, if you did go back in time, could you handle it or would it drive you to insanity? Man, I'm in a weird mood today. Yeah, this is a weird, but I like these types of conversations. Yeah, no. I, I, I'm always worried. Are people going to be like, is Matt just losing it right now? No, no. I think this is super interesting. I like that. This episode of Hoot and a Half is brought to you by the World Series of Poker app, which lets you play real-time poker with poker fans all across the world. You can hone in on your hold'em skills with cash games and tournaments. You can play in casino mode and go up against the house. Or connect your Facebook account and play at a virtual table with friends. It's as close to the real thing as you can get. Without the $10,000 buy-in. <laughs> I'm pretty good at poker. Um, I've been having some luck. I've had some wins. I've had some losses. But honestly, I've had a really great time playing it. Me and my friends from back home. We love playing poker whenever we do get a chance. And due to current circumstances, playing a game virtually through the World Series of Poker app has been a really great tool for social gaming it's free to download it is the number one free online poker game and has tons of people online all the time so you can always get in a game best of all you get one million free trips when you sign up today Woo! one million free chips Mike. you heard me correct Matt that's King. a lot of chips so what's the hold up download the world series of poker app today in the apple app store google play and on amazon
And don't forget to use my code W-S-O-P-H-O-O-T for 1 million bonus chips when you sign up today. Once again, that's 1 million bonus chips on the World Series of Poker app when you use my code W-S-O-P-H-O-O-T. Susie is going to come over and we're doing some a sauce challenge. Oh, that's her like thing on YouTube now, right? She does like sauce reviews. So we just review sauces? I haven't watched the full episode, but I, I've seen the titles and the thumbnails, and I'm pretty sure she does like sauce taste testing with like Jeff and her friend. And are we just dabbing a finger and tasting it, or we get to dip some chicken into it? I'm sure it? you'll find out in due time. I'm really excited. I hope it's not like spicy stuff. I want it to be like a bunch of ranches. Can you tell the difference between ranches? I think I can, yeah. What's your favorite type of ranch? Um, Well, favorite type of ranch? Probably Wingstop Ranch. Like ranch at wing places are usually really, really good, but ranch that you buy in stores, it's very hard to find which is a good ranch. A lot of people always get Hidden Valley, and Hidden Valley Not, is, is yeah. that's a vegetable ranch. That's a ranch you have. You dip in this, many carrots in. Yes. Buttermilk ranches, I think, what you, you don't like. don't dip wings in Hidden Valley. And I think people are, think when they go to the store, oh, I need ranch, they buy Hidden Valley. Mm -hmm. The best one, I think, is Ken's Steakhouse Buttermilk Ranch. Buttermilk Ranch is the best ranch. Yes. But isn't Hidden Valley a buttermilk ranch? I don't think so. Oh, it's not? I think it's just like ranch. But why does it have such this huge reputation where people buy it all the time? You don't go to a restaurant and they serve <laughs> you Hidden Valley. You know? It's a salad ranch. It's for salad. But what? But, wow. But, sa salad ranch? Salad but like ranch? treat yourself to something better in your house, yeah. not Hidden Valley. Hidden uh, but, Valley is something you only have at your house. But a lot of people like to just do what's familiar. It's it's the easy choice. You don't have to make the decision. The decision's made for you. I'm buying ranch. That's what I'm buying. Okay. To go seek out a new ranch. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But for you, it is broke. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Three people are at a house. They're watching a movie. They order two pizzas. 10-inch pies, and they eat the pizzas. Is that considered a pizza party? No. Really? No, there's only three people. What defines a pizza party? <laughs> a, a pizza party is usually a reward because your class performed the best. A pizza party is a reward. You can't have an impromptu pizza party? <laughs> it sounds like a good idea. I think more people need to have just regular pizza parties. I think... A pizza party? Yeah. Sure. I guess if I had five people over and we ordered some pizzas, I'd quirkingly would say, hey, it's a pizza party. But to say... You to, don't feel true blue that this is a real, legitimate, certifiable pizza but party. But I could see that in a math problem where it's like, Gerald is having a pizza party with his friends and he buys two pies. Right. How and can you split it people, up? Yeah. There's no question about the pizza party. Okay. He's having a pizza party. I don't think enough people have pizza parties. And this morning he texted us and said... Am I wrong in saying that we had a pizza party last night? And I've been thinking about it all day. Did we have a pizza party? No. I think we did. No, you had two, you had three people and you had pizzas. That's, That's not a, a pizza, pizza party. party. No, a pizza party is where the pizza, did you have plates stacked up, cups, soda, where people pour the sodas into the red cups? We had you plates. You had to have a pizza station. We had it on the, on the table. There, was there a line? No, no, no. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> a, a pizza party needs a line. You know, you, you ate pizzas with two of your friends. A pizza party. But I feel like pizza is a food that if it is, if you have pizza, it is a pizza party. Okay, but if you have hot dogs, it's just a cookout. You don't have a hot dog party. No, but if you eat barbecue, then I would say you had a barbecue. Okay, right. But that's a barbecue. What I'm saying is I think that pizza has this quality. Were you wearing hats? No. Like it doesn't, with the little elastic 
expand no the, but pizza your... pizza has this magical trait that if there's more than i think it has to be more than two people you can't have a two-person pizza party two people is a date three is a party okay three is a it's a close call is that a, uh, is that okay, a pizza sure, get together? You can corkingly wait. Is corkingly a word? Uh, it will it will go with it. You well, you you can jokingly say, "Hey, it's a pizza party. We're having three people over having pizza." Like I I would do something like that. It's a pizza party. You wouldn't go to your friend the next day and be like, "Yo, I had this great pizza party last night." They go, so well, if "Who you were was the there?" Prognosticator. Uh, me, Adam, and his friend. What? That's not a pizza party. I would challenge you right there on the spot. So if you were the prognosticator of pizza parties, and I gave you the pizza pie stamp. And I said, is this a pizza party certifiable? You would not stamp. If you had me on a good day, of course I'd stamp it. Oh, so it's but not certifiable. This, no, I, I don't know. I, I would be interested to hear what the people think about what qualifies a, pizza, a pizza party. party. I think you can have a pizza party in spirit, but then you, if we're talking a true traditional pizza party, if it's a <laughs> birthday party and you're having pizza, that's still a sure. birthday party. You can have a birthday party that's also a pizza party. What would you do for his birthday? We had a pizza party. No, you had a birthday party and you got pizzas. No, you a had pizza a pizza party. party. It's like, hey, guys, if we reach our sales uh, for this month, our goal for sales, we're all having a pizza party. That's the way pizza parties have been ingrained, at least for me. It's a reward. So it's pizza parties are Pavlovian for you. Oh, wait. You're talking about like having a controlled stimuli in an unconditioned you response? Have a reward. You have a reward and conditional response. If you do this, then you get the reward. That's a Pavlovian response. So and you, if we remove the stimulus... The stimulus, then, what, then I just salivate when you say pizza yeah, party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you had good pizza in Dallas? I think so. We had P Pizza Hut, I think, was really, really good in the 90s. And then something changed where it got a little too sweet, so I became more of a Domino's guy. Interesting. I always like Papa John's, though. I'm not going to lie. I like Papa John's. I don't support Papa John's. You know what's the interesting? Business. You, so your, your idea of pizza from a pizza party is from a chain. Sure. What's wrong with that? Well... Being from oh. New Jersey and like the New York area, those are not considered pizza. Those chains are like, that's like fast food. But if you have a pizza party, that means you're getting it from your local pizzeria, which is like John or Vinny's hold or like. Hold on, hold on. Did you're you, saying if you have a pizza party. You're not getting it from, from a brand name pizza place. You have to get it from, you know, Federici's or a, an Italian place yeah. that actually makes pizza. We had Joe's Pizza in our town that was like the best pizza. There you go. That but, we, that, but when you have a pizza party, you would not order from there. You'd order from like a brand name. I, I'd ask the crowd. <laughs> I would. I'd okay. have to ask the crowd and go, what are we guys feeling? Party. You're focusing on the pizza. There's still the party Pizza aspect. is magical. It is a magical food that elevates whatever room it's in into becoming a party. I rest my case. Your sure. Honor, I, I mean, rest my good, case. Good point. The thing is, I could argue that both ways. I think, in my mind, I just want a little bit more uh, standards and requirements. Does cake make for, a party? Um, sure. Sure. If someone a lot serves of times, cake, is it a party? Yes, because there's plates being handed out <laughs> and something's being cut and people have to wait their turn. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're a very rule-based party aficionado. If there, there has to be rules in order it's for it to be a party. To, honestly, though, if you were hanging out with me and we got some pizzas, I'd call it a pizza party. But I wouldn't announce. You wouldn't like post on Instagram story having a pizza party. Actually, that sounds kind of funny. <laughs> Do you want to a pizza party tonight? That actually sounds kind of good. That would be great. I feel like I just had pizza. Though, it doesn't matter. Day. You could have pizza every day of the week. Okay. Remember when the government, like a couple years no, ago, no, tried to decide? No, no, I don't remember that. I'm kidding. <laughs> What was crazy last night is I also noticed that the song in Elf is the same 
harmony as the Polar Express, Josh Groban, believe. Really? Did you watch my Instagram story? I did, but I didn't have the sound on. Can I show you it? Yeah. I already think I know what I can. I can already explain this phenomenon. Well, Adam Melcher responded to it, and he says you're 100 percent right. There's something called temp music. When you're making a film, before you pay the conductor to score your film, when you're doing the editing, you want some music to be in there to like help tell the story, whatever. Okay. So there's like royalty free cinematic music that a lot of directors and editors will put into their movies while they're in the editing process before they have the conductor come in and actually do it. But what happens is they get so attached to this temp music and everyone's using the same temp music, the same copyright free, like temporary music that they fall in love with it. And then when the composer comes in to do their composition, the director's like, I want it to sound like this. So a lot of movies sound the same because the directors are all using from the same library of copyright-free music when they're doing their editing. Oh, so maybe that's the case that maybe, with what happened here. Because I would always hear that sound on TikTok whenever there were these Christmas TikToks. And I always assumed to go, oh, that's the Polar Express. But when I would pull up that song by Josh Groban, it was so frustrating because he just sings on the entire thing. And I'm like, where's the instrumental version of this song? And then I realized the song I had been hearing on TikTok was the song from Elf. These things keep me up at night. I'll send you the video. It's a really good... It's by that guy, Every Frame of Painting. Do you know that channel? Uh, yes. It's similar to like Captain Christian. Yes, exactly. So yes. he talks about why all the Marvel movies sound very similar. And this is the phenomenon that he describes in that. Whoa. Well, I have never watched The Avengers. I've never like, seen any well, of that Well, I haven't watched Infinity War. I've never watched Endgame. And I know, I know I should. I just... Superhero movies, I don't get that excited about. My dad always describes them as just like, oh, boom, crash movies. Like, wow. do you want to go see something where there's just a bunch of booms and crashes, but also a good storyline and really dynamic characters. But that I just, I'm never in the mood for like hardcore action. You got an eyelash on the inside of your. The whole time? Yeah. Oh, oh did you make a wish? No, I don't. What? Uh, they always say like if your eyelash falls out, you should make a wish and, and blow it. We talked about recently that you're not superstitious, but you're a little stitious. <laughs> What are you a little stitious about? Oh, I guess like knock on wood, knock on glass. I'm kind of like superstitious about that. If I say like, oh, I hope that doesn't happen or I really want this to happen, I'll knock on wood or knock on glass. Knock on glass is one? Knock on glass saves your ass. <laughs> Someone told me that when I was in the seventh grade and it stuck with me ever since. So you oh, will... I'm also... No, the one always... This is my number one superstitious thing that I do probably every day. Okay. Um, whenever I am driving and I go underneath a yellow light, I touch the roof. <laughs> I touch the roof. And Why? It's, it's so funny because now Patricia has picked up on it and she always knows when I'm going to do it. So, so you she... like when you go through a yellow light, you go like... Right when you go under the yellow light, you hit the roof. Why? Um, because this girl, Kayla Owens, showed my friend Christina Ducey it, and then Christina Ducey would always do it when she drove me around, and she was like an upperclassman, so I didn't have a license yet, but by the time I finally could drive a car, I'd always do it, because Christina did it. Backhand or fronthand? Uh... The girls would always do it that way, but now I'm so lazy. I just throw my whole hand up to And the what's the purpose of this? Um, just like good luck, knock on wood, you know, just... I don't know. It's just like it's out of habit. Also, anytime I get on a plane, I touch the outside of the plane. Really? I touch I touch the the body of the plane. I've never touched a plane before. You really? I do it every time I get on a plane. I because I love touching it because knowing it's like 
that is going to be like flying in the air. You know what I mean? It's this weird. But that kind of trips me out. I, I feel like I like the separation, like not knowing that that's an actual just piece of metal that's yes, going to take us through the air. It's a metal that's flying through the sky and experiences crazy temperatures and climates. And I, it's, yeah. So I always touch it. I used to always. That makes it real. Yes. I know. So, and it's funny Whoa. because only one other time have I been getting onto a plane and I saw a guy tap it like and i was like he does what i do and i kind of made that up on my own wow i've done it all the time since i was a kid i also i did it for like five years i used to always read the um the safety pamphlet um when you get to your seat just not like i don't read it word for word i just like soak it in because i just feel like if i know i don't know if i look at it I'm the opposite. Fine. I don't want to read it because I feel like then you're like putting it in the universe that I'm going to need to know this. So if I just never look at it, I'm never going to need to know it and it's never going to happen. Okay. That's good. That's but a that's, good way to look at it. I've, I've dropped though the looking at the safety pamphlet. I don't do that but anymore. But you still I touch is it, it. Is it a one tap or a two tap? What's the, what's the method here? Usually if you're kind of like waiting in line, like slowly getting onto it, I kind of like hold it until I enter. So, But if there's enough space, I give it just a good tap and walk on in. And I sometimes always the flight attendants will like give me this look where they're like, okay. I think one time a flight attendant looked at me and was like, did he put something on there? Like, did I like slap a sticker on there or something? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Those, yeah, those are the only two I actively do. Am I crazy about it? Like, will I lose sleep knowing I didn't do it? No. But do you make a wish when it's 11 11? Yes. Yes. Do you not cross the path of a black cat? I had a black cat growing up. So if I see a black cat, I'm going to probably go up to it. Do you avoid walking under ladders? Well, I, I don't think I've ever walked under a ladder. I'm so tall. If there's a ladder propped up against the side of a building, are you going to walk around it or walk under it? I'll walk around it because me walking under it, my, I know my shoe's going to probably hit it and it's going to fall. There's no, I don't. Yeah, you're, you're a big dude. So yeah. the world is not really made for someone your size. Yeah, no, no, no. You're always like a little too mm-hmm. bumping into stuff. Yes. This episode of Hoot and a Half is brought to you by Drop. Drop is a free rewards app that's available on iOS and Android, and it's leveling up the lives of 3 million people every single day. So how does Drop work? Well, you download the app, you create an account, and then you add a debit or credit card to the app to maximize your earnings on exclusive offers and receive personalized recommendations. You can shop on the app with the over 400 brands they already have. You can play a game or take a survey. Brands pay Drop a commission for sending you their way and Drop shares the commission with you through the rewards points that you receive after completing the offers in the app. So if you're doing any holiday shopping this week, make sure you check out the Drop app before you shop. Drop is the easiest to use rewards app that gives you points back for shopping at all your favorite places. All of those brands which I like to buy from, I'm able to earn reward points through Drop. And so what can you do with those points? The points you earn turn into a free gift card so you can redeem them at your favorite places like Starbucks, Amazon, Sephora, Chipotle, and so many more. Is this on? Yeah. (laughs) So whenever I'm thinking about making a purchase, I pull up the Drop app and head to the shop page to search for the brand that I'm looking to spend with. And you'll be connected to the retailer's site or mobile app. Once there, you complete the checkout process like you normally would. And Drop will automatically add the points into your account once the transaction clears. It's really that simple. It is. Tap, shop, earn, redeem. I always order through Uber Eats. So when I use the Drop app, I always make sure I earn points back for every $1 I spend each and every time I make an order. 
order. And I use this offer at least three times a month, so I just rack up those points, baby. So pretty much if you're not a Drop member, you're missing out on free money. <laughs> For a limited time, Drop is giving all of our listeners 10,000 points when you sign up via the App Store or Google Play with the code HOOT. Your bonus will be deposited once you reach your first 1,000 points in the app. Once again, that's code HOOT, H-O-O-T, to kickstart earning on Drop today. Well, so I have gutate psoriasis for the people listening. And gutate psoriasis is an autoimmune condition where your body overreacts to fighting something that's basically already gone. So what triggers my gutate psoriasis is strep throat. So if I get strep throat, two weeks after, after the strep throat has long and gone, my body starts reacting and it breaks out in gutate psoriasis. So, uh, and that can consume my body for months. Holy uh, moly. Yeah. But I haven't, it's only happened to me three times in my entire life. I remember the most recent one. That was a, that was a saga. Oh, it was terrible. Who did you get strep throat from? It was after Coachella. So somebody at Coachella, uh, I got the strep throat from. So I had a sore throat and then two weeks after it just consumed me. So that's why I'm always like very, uh, paranoid about like sharing drinks and stuff what with a people. great time coachella was it was that I was so it. much fun it was my first one the one that we, the last one that we went to it was we stayed in that room which wasn't a room we stayed like on a we balcony stayed in a loft it was but it, was, a, it, it didn't have a it didn't have a door that's it was, a, it's a loft is that what a loft is yes a loft is usually an area in your house where yeah. it's not you can someone can make a bedroom in a loft but it's usually exposed the top down yeah. to the bottom okay. where you could talk to somebody from the top of the yeah. lot. What's some good relationship advice that Matt King can give? The One of the best pieces of relationship advice I got or I read or I heard was from Billy Crystal, who has had a very long, long, loving relationship with his wife for many, many years. And he was asked that question. And he said, um, the best relationship advice I can give for a successful, long-lasting relationship is always giving the person the benefit of the doubt. You know, when you're in a relationship, neither of you are perfect human beings. And there are going to be times where one person or both are being idiots and knowing, and they're going to drop the ball and they're going to disappoint you. But knowing you're given the benefit of the doubt where it's like, hey, I know you messed up doing this, but I still love you. You know, yeah. I think a lot of times when one person messes up and upsets the other one, they'll, they'll get so mad and stubborn and caught in their ways because they're not fitting the mold of how they want them to be. But when you give that, always giving them the benefit of the doubt, you can express why you're upset, try to correct it and everything, but assure that like, Assume hey, the best, don't assume the worst. Yes. That is like, I think, very, very a healthy way of maintaining good, long lasting. Okay. So that's the best piece of advice that you've received, read, consumed. What's a piece of advice that you've come to learn through your own experience? I would say, well, I guess one, enjoy the little things too, or try to like always find new things that you love about the other person. Like I actually even have like a notes thing that like I write down of just something that I really like about like, like as you experience something, you're like, oh, I really like that about her. Yeah. And like I, love, I love how she like starts cracking her nails when she's watching sports and stuff and gets really excited about that. Oh, interesting. You know? Yeah. And so anytime, I don't know if you're ever feeling, I don't know, 
downside or frustrated, you just retreat to that list of just all the little things you like about them. And it makes you see them like in a new light every time. It's like constantly falling in love with new things about them, you know? Because I think as you grow and get old, you get so and so familiar with the person. But you forget that you can still constantly fall in love with new little things about them every day. So that's sense? a great way to wire your brain. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of science behind that too, about just like reprogramming your brain to be thankful and grateful for things mm-hmm. and seeing opportunities versus seeing like negativity. So like a quote that I always think about is you don't see the world as it is. You see the world as you are. Mm. Meaning the world is, is neutral, mm-hmm. right? There's good and bad in the world, but the way that you are, are you a positive person? If so, then the world is a positive place. Are yeah, you an optimistic what, person? What you think is what you are and what you are becomes your reality. Yeah. So and I hold that so true to heart. I've been saying that so much since I was like in high school. Yeah. yeah. And there's also like I think about watch watch your thoughts because they become your words. Watch your words because they become your actions. And watch your actions because they become who you are. Damn. Damn. Truly. That's like basically like the whole baseline of the law of attraction do you believe in that stuff i don't know if i believe it but i take pascal's wager on that which is it's better to believe it than not believe it like the the chance of it being wrong and the chance of being right i'd rather believe it than not believe it so like it may never be proven and probably will never be proven that kind of is what makes life interesting is that you will never know but operating with that mentality like I'm here. I'm in LA. I wanted to do this. I have a house now. Like I have a house. And you attracted that. You thought of that and you made it happen. I think the biggest thing with with that is time and other people's perception of time. You need to just say like, screw that. Like, I don't care what anyone else (laughs) thinks about time wise. Like, cause there are friends of mine who got married seven years ago and, but they're still going to be in like an apartment and they live in the same town that they grew up and that's fine. But like, I was always holding out for something better and now I have it. And I feel like I'm so happy that I held out, even though a lot of people around me are like, when are you going to settle down? Or like, when are you going to get a real job or like any of that stuff? And it's like, that's how you perceive your own time. I just believe that that the weight will be worth it. Yeah. You're holding your cards and you're playing them right. I hope so. Yeah, you are. I hope. You hope. You you should get a girlfriend, though. I would like to. I I think that's the next thing. But like, that's my other thing is like, I don't want to get someone else to be a part of my life (laughs) until I have my life figured out in a way that I'm comfortable enough to be like, okay, now I can let someone else in. Right. But I think you can also just learn a lot from it. Like you should have, but I learned from everybody. Yeah, I know. I know. But it's a whole different ball game when you're in a relationship. It's a really crazy experience, but in a good way. No, it really grows you. Yeah. That's my only concern for you, but I'm not like digging into you. I'm no, my biggest concern for you is like because you haven't like been like in a real consistent long term relationship. That once you do get into one, um, I just wish you had like a toolbox already prepared. Like, I me having already been in one and being in a new one, right? I feel in a much better headspace than I did before, and it is still scary when you do get into your first thing. You have kind of nothing to reference from personal experience. Right, right. Which is scary. But I think you have a good head on your shoulders. You know your boundaries and stuff. Yeah. But there are going to be moments where it will test you. And it will continue to test you. Like the experience of not having had a serious relationship means that my first one, there are things that I could have known going into it that I can only have learned from having one previously. Right. I mean, and Patricia has dated like a few guys in the past, but they weren't like kind of big time relationships. But sometimes I always think ahead where I'm going, 
I know how this works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> we got to switch this up because I think this is kind of your first time, but this right. isn't my first rodeo. Interesting. But I'm not doing that in a way no, where no, it's like, I, oh, I, I know more. I totally but understand. It's, it's this wavelength thing. It's like being in a band. Yeah. Like you all had experience yeah. with another band. You know what you want to do yep. different the next time. So, and I just don't want you to get your heart broken because, but the thing is, it's like sometimes heartbreak are really good. It yeah. took me forever to realize heartbreak was actually good for me. Interesting. You know? Yeah. I'm very confident that it'll work out because that's kind of been my another, this is my own thing. Everything always works out. Yeah. It's like Game of Thrones. Like you were exactly where you needed to be. Is that a Game of Thrones thing? It's something like that. That was one of the final lines of the last episode. Yeah. I, I mean, you're definitely right that there's probably some road bumps that I'm going to hit. I don't, I don't really segment out relationships with like boyfriend, girlfriend, best friend, family member, business partner, like relationships are relationships. Each one just navigate it the best possible way you can. Sure. There's like different things in each one, but like they're all relationships. So if, and I, and I think that I've had a pretty good track record of relationships in general, but I, I have, I have to imagine that there's some additional element to a significant other that doesn't exist in any other of these relationship, and that's going to be the rude awakening yeah. that I'm in for. I think you should just allow yourself to like make some mistakes with the relationship thing, though. Like, actually try. That's to a really, that's just a deep cut. Go and just go and make the mistakes. Like, just dare to fail about the relationship. It's not your career. It's not you know anything that's going to determine it. But just give someone a shot for like three months. But like you know keep your guard up think that this could be temporary you're dating someone just like oh i just want to see if i like being in a relationship that's, that's not the way I'm to saying. go i don't i never want to really do that. like someone and you want to figure out if they are going to be a good partner with you right you know but you said keep your guard up keep your guard up. keep your wits about you i don't have that i don't have a guard because you think what you're going to fall so deeply in yeah. love with them where you're going to be proposing by like month three i don't know but like in i don't have a guard with any other relationships my rela every relationship i have all the cards are on the table from day one you don't want to be like then finally 35 or 30 and then you're like you look back and be like oh, i kind of wish i did like had a girlfriend during that time to like share those times with there is definitely an element of that but at the same time it's the same philosophy of like mike's moving to la when he's 27 like why is he what that's a little like that everyone else has an expectation of time that doesn't align with mine and i i'm just very confident that what i'm gonna do is going to work out, and if it does, great. And if it doesn't, at least I didn't. Like your point is, take action. Just take, just be a little foolish. Yeah, and keep your wits about you. Right, because you'll learn from it. It will make you wiser. Sitting yeah. there twiddling your thumbs, saying "coulda, shoulda, woulda." Yeah, it will only get you so far. The experiences are what makes you wiser. You're not. <laughs> you're not. No, this is. Good. I know. It's it's funny talking like this though. You're not going to figure it out like, sitting I, in your I, room. I don't think like I just want like I don't like take myself like too seriously when I'm like talking I, all like life and stuff. It may be interesting for the people listening. I, I hope you do find people, it. But don't, I, I forgot don't, the people who are listening. I'm I just know. talking to you because I, I like it, your But it is so weird. But it is so weird like talking like so deep and open about this stuff because I don't or haven't like usually done it so it is nice but yeah no i think this is i by no means though am i like some guru where i think i know I it asked. all i'm just I sharing asked. from my own experience well damn that was a good talk should we yeah, this is fun it's like therapy almost it really is i like it yeah thank right. you guys so much for listening if you're watching on youtube comment on what you feel like qualifies as a pizza party as a pizza party <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right great. fantastic thank you guys so much have a great week see you in the next Have one